listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast, the podcast for coaches, leaders and academics who are interested in translating research into practice. Each episode, I discuss a brand new piece of cutting-edge research and translate the findings with suggestions of how you can incorporate the research into your practice. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca J. Jones. Now, on with today's show. Hi, Coaching Academic Podcast listeners. Uh, Regular listeners will know that I took a brief break in August for the summer, and I'm back recording this episode, which is episode 11. Uh, It's the beginning of September. And I just wanted to let you know that in this episode, I've actually split it into two parts. So there's part one and part two of episode 11, because the article that I'm discussing is one of my own articles, um, and it's quite a bumper article. So in order to keep the episodes at a normal length, a bite-sized length, I've split it into two parts. In the first part, I introduced the aims of the paper and the methodology of the paper. And in this particular paper, my co-author and I discussed seven different constructs that help explain why coaching works. And so in part one, I discussed the first three. And in part two, I cover um, the final four. So I hope you enjoy this episode. In today's episode of the Coaching Academic Podcast, I'm going to be talking about one of my own recent research papers, which I co-authored with Dr. Gil Bozer, and it's called Understanding the Factors that Determine Workplace Coaching Effectiveness, a Systematic Literature Review. This paper was published earlier this year, 2018, in the European Journal of Work and Organisational Psychology. I'll put a link to the paper in the show notes. So as coaching educators and researchers, Gil and I both felt that there was an absence of adequate theorising across the coaching literature. Now, by this, I mean that often different coaching techniques or tools are reported. However, these techniques or tools are often not explained or supported by the underlying scientific theory. Now, without this theory, it's difficult for understand why an approach works and also difficult then to replicate or transfer these results across other contexts. So we sought to complete a comprehensive review of all of the coaching literature and to summarise it based on the theoretical constructs that were operationalised in past coaching research in order to provide a deeper understanding of why these coaching factors are important in understanding what determines coaching effectiveness. Based on this analysis, we also sought to identify and discuss fundamental questions still to be answered and appropriate research methodologies that can advance workplace coaching research and practice. So to address these aims, we conducted a secondary piece of research where we reviewed the existing literature by systematically searching a wide range of journal databases in order to identify all of the existing literature on coaching effectiveness. We then reviewed each article and recorded key details from those articles onto a master spreadsheet. Once our review was completed, we found a total of 117 studies that matched our inclusion criteria. Next, we conducted an assessment of study quality for each of the 117 studies. We then reviewed the theoretical constructs identified in those studies And in our paper, we focus on the seven constructs operationalised most frequently in the literature, which are self-efficacy, coaching motivation, goal orientation, trust, interpersonal attraction, 
feedback intervention and supervisory support. So in the remainder of the paper, for each of these seven constructs, we introduce the theory behind the construct, we summarise the findings in the coaching literature related to that construct, we explicitly link the theory to the context of coaching, and finally we make recommendations in relation to future research in that area. In the podcast today, I'll summarise the key highlights from each of those seven areas, and in particular, I'll emphasise what these findings mean from a practitioner perspective. So the first theoretical construct to be discussed is self-efficacy, which is defined as an individual's belief in his or her ability to achieve their goals. The coaching literature provides evidence to indicate that self-efficacy is both a predictor and outcome of coaching, and this evidence is relatively robust across the studies in our review. This means that individuals who are high in self-efficacy are likely to benefit most from coaching. However, self-efficacy can also increase following coaching. Therefore, individuals who've been coached are likely to have an enhanced belief in their own ability to achieve their goals. So the implications for this finding are twofold. If as a leader you have a member of the team who you believe has low self-efficacy, then coaching may be a suitable developmental option for them in order to enhance this. Furthermore, for those coaches working with individuals who are high in self-efficacy to start with, you're likely to see positive effects. When working with individuals who have low self-efficacy, then it's likely to be beneficial to spend some time directly working on this belief during the sessions at the outset. So the next construct we reviewed was coaching motivation. We define coaching motivation as the direction, effort, intensity and persistence that coaches apply to coaching before, during and after coaching, which is a definition adapted from Salis and Cannonbauers who were writing on training motivation in 2001. Now, our review identified that coaching motivation is an important antecedent of coaching outcomes, with consistent findings in this respect across the studies in our review. This means that individuals who embark on coaching with a high motivation are likely to exert higher levels of effort focused on activities discussed in the coaching and persist on completing these activities. This consequently has a positive impact on results following coaching. So the key implication in relation to the finding on coaching motivation is that it's important to ensure that individuals who were referred to coaching are highly motivated before the coaching begins. Organisation and coaches can work together to achieve this by providing plenty of information around the coaching intervention before coaching starts, conducting chemistry sessions between the coach and the coachee prior to coaching to help build confidence in the coach, and for the organisation to clearly demonstrate the importance and commitment they have to the coaching programme. The third construct we explored was goal orientation. Goal orientation can be described as the individual's mental model of motivational processes that influence an individual's interpretation and response to achievement situations. So generally, goal orientation can be either performance goal orientation, where individuals are motivated to perform well compared to others, or learning goal orientation, where individuals are motivated to increase their learning or task competence. Generally, those who are performance goal orientation tend to view ability as being fixed, 
whereas those who are learning goal orientation tend to view ability as malleable. Our review identified that there is strong evidence to indicate that coachy goal orientation is relevant to understanding coaching outcomes, and specifically that coaches with high learning goal orientation tended to experience positive outcomes from coaching, such as improved job performance. Given that those individuals who have a strong learning orientation are more likely to hold the belief that they're able to change their behaviour and attitudes, this belief will then influence the individual's focus on their goal, consequently increasing the likelihood that they will seek challenging goals and persist towards the desired results, even in the face of failure. The key implication of this finding for practice is that it's important for leaders and coaches to prime coaches towards a learning goal orientation. Research does indicate that goal orientation is not necessarily fixed, although we do have a tendency towards one type of orientation or another. A learning goal orientation can be primed in the use of questioning that focuses the individual's attention on areas they've changed in the past and extends this to current goals and challenges. The coach can also work with the coachee when setting goals at the start of coaching or leaders who are setting goals with staff during reviews to ensure that goals are framed as learning goals rather than performance goals. An example of a performance goal might be, I will enhance communication in one-to-one -one reviews with all members of the team. In this example, the goal is focused on the performance of the individual, so increasing, enhancing communication in one-to-one -one reviews. Instead, as a learning goal, this could become to improve communication in one-to-one -one reviews with all members of the team, I will ask each team member their view on how we can improve communication and seek to implement as many of these recommendations as possible. In this second example, the focus is on the action that the individual must take to learn more about the area of focus. Ultimately, if the second goal is achieved, then the first goal of improving communication will also be achieved. So framing goals as learning goals opens up the individual's mindset around their own abilities. That concludes part one of episode 11. Don't forget to tune in for part two, where I discuss the final four constructs we explore in our paper. Thanks for listening to the Coaching Academic Podcast. If you're interested in reading my research, sponsoring the show, or in hiring me as a researcher, coach, or speaker, check out my website, www.rebeccajjones.co.uk. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future show, then please get in touch via my website. Finally, you can connect with me on Twitter at coach underscore research. Thanks for listening.